Welcome to the OC Podcast, a series run and presented by the team at OutdoorCeremonies.co.uk. I'm Sophie Easton and I'm the founder of Outdoor Ceremonies Limited. We are passionate about all things ceremony, celebrating life, love and nature. So this podcast is for anyone planning an outdoor ceremony and for those who work in the wonderful world of outdoor events. We hope you'll find something to inspire your own ceremony or business And if you're planning an event, be sure to visit outdoorceremonies.co.uk to browse a whole range of venues, celebrants and suppliers. Hello and welcome back to the OC podcast. And today we're continuing with our mini series, The Ultimate Guide to Blank Canvas Weddings, which is aimed at couples who are planning a completely personalised and self-designed outdoor wedding. Um, And in this mini series, we're covering a range of topics to help you plan, budget and personalise every aspect of your day. Um, And joining me for this, as usual, is our expert in the field, Carrie-Anne Levitt of Bespoke Events Management and Littleton Manor Farm in Surrey. So Carrie-Anne, hi, thank you for joining us again. Hello, Sophie. As always, an absolute pleasure. Lovely to have you here for our third episode. So today we are talking about how to personalise your blank canvas outdoor wedding space. Um, Because the beauty of this type of wedding really is that your venue is your blank canvas that you can paint your own picture onto, um, making it really unique to you as a couple. So firstly, could you maybe give us a few examples of the kinds of things that people have used to personalise their blank canvas weddings with you? Of course. So... As you said, Sophie, quite rightly, it is an absolute perfect opportunity to start with that blank canvas and really, really bring it to life. So it's reflecting you as a couple, your personalities. Um, So some things, obviously, that people have done. um, We had a a lovely couple last year who did personalised Polaroid bunting. So they kind of they had a beautiful teepee, which works really well in a blank canvas space and they I think they'd use the Polaroid camera to take photographs of a whole load of different photos from when they're from their childhoods when they were growing up to photos of them with their families their grandparents and they just adorned this teepee with it everywhere and it was amazing I know lots of couples do that have perhaps like a photo table but this is something that worked absolutely brilliantly um another thing that you can do as well is use food and drinks as well to really kind of carry that theme through of what makes you tick as a couple where you've come from where you're going um you know you don't have to stick with tradition anymore so we had um it was a lovely couple she was american he was british and they just injected a really lovely bit of americana throughout their day from some of the food that was being served they went for a really lovely kind of like hard barbecue but shared and served family style so two families coming together and talking about the food and how they knew each other um and in the evening a lot of couples love to have fire pits it's a really lovely central focal point for people to come together sit around um and they had s'mores as well where you melt the lovely marshmallow and you have it between biscuits and again just like nice little nod to her heritage um another really nice thing that we like to do we are 
obviously working in the hospitality industry we love our food and wine and um, we're working with a fantastic new wine merchants in Surrey who have access to some really really fabulous wines from small producers which basically means you're getting a much higher quality wine for the price point and we had a couple recently that went and did a wine tasting with this wine merchants and then they just included a little sentence on their personalized wedding breakfast menu just saying why they loved the wine or perhaps what it reminded them or why they thought their guests would like it so there's lots of little things that you can do to just kind of add that real personalized touch Oh, that's lovely. So some brilliant ideas there. Um, and I'm sure there's some couples who will already be brimming with ideas. But what if they need a little bit of inspiration? So obviously you've given a few different ideas there, but where else can they go and look for ideas? So this is something that I feel really, really passionate about. I think for a lot of couples, it's quite overwhelming when they, you know, they start out on their wedding journey. And how do you create a wedding that is really bespoke and personal to you? I think a lot of us draw on inspiration from perhaps friends' weddings that we've been to before and take little snippets of what we like and what we don't like from that. But there is so much more out there that of untapped resource. One thing that I you know, often if couples are struggling, you say, you know, what kind of wedding do you want? And they're just like, oh, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. One thing I like to ask them is, you know, if you had a free weekend, where would you go? What would you do? Who do you want to see? What would you eat? And mm-hmm. it's amazing how much inspiration you can tease out that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or even just looking at, you know, perhaps your, you know, your heritage, your culture, where have you both come from? Where have you been on holiday? The things that you do together, there is actually, there's a lot of kind of like rich, rich information that you can tap into there to help get inspiration from. Um, And again, weaving that through, you know, your decor, perhaps your your tablescapes, bringing the outside in, using some beautiful foliage, plants, um, and food and drink as, as as well. We had a lovely couple we were talking with recently who um, they, they loved, they went, they met, I think when they were on holiday in Mexico or they were traveling or something. And again, just like trying to find things that can make it fun and interesting. We were yeah. like, why don't you do, why don't you have a really amazing like Mexico, like taco truck and, you know, have a margarita bar and you can kind of add your own little stamp on that, mm. making it fun. You know, you could almost do like a, perhaps an English inspired margarita by adding maybe a little bit of like rose essence or something like that. There are so many different ways that you can tweak things slightly just to make it different. Yeah, really good advice. Cause I think I'm gonna bring the next question forward, I think, because we're touching on that already. But it's a really good place to start, isn't it? To just sit down and think about what, well, what do I like? What don't I like? Who are we as a couple? What do we like doing together? Where did we meet? Where did we get engaged? Where did we go on holiday? All these kind of things. Um, you know, the things you know about yourself, but until you actually sit down and write all these things down, they might not occur to you and how you can inject those those things into your day and whether they're important to your day as well. Um, so would you say that's a good place to start when you're sort of brainstorming your wedding day and what it's going to look like? Yes, and I think I'm, I may have said this before, but our approach to kind of helping and supporting couples in their wedding journey is 
it sounds like a really funny thing to say, but the way that I approach that is exactly the same I approach, you know, when we're planning our corporate events, it's looking at that objective, that end kind of goal. How do you want to feel on the day as a couple and how, you know, how do you want your guests to feel and just work backwards from that? For a lot of our couples that we're working with now, they just want it most of all to be fun and relaxed Mm. So take kind of digging it a bit deeper and like, how do you make it fun? Well, a lot of it's got to be down to the atmosphere that you're creating. And that's through, you know, it's through music. It's mm. through lighting. It's through, you know, the, the decisions that you make on the timings of your day. Um, you know, some couples now are not even going for sit down meals because they want to keep that energy up. They want it to feel like a party. Mm. Um, you know, some couples, they want it to feel like a lovely, long, lazy Mediterranean lunch. And therefore, you know, you, that might play out with having things like a beautiful long table with a very lovely tablescape. And maybe you've got kind of, you know, ice buckets with bottles of rosé where people can help themselves, which is great for two levels. Number one, it helps cut down on the number of staff you need, which is good for the old wallet. Um, mm -hmm. Number two as well, I think people actually like helping themselves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... That's yeah, kind not of having to wait to be served, going and helping yourself to a drink is... Yes, exactly. Plus, I think. Which is a very good as well if you have a very thirsty crowd. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which I think for an outdoor wedding is, is quite likely, especially if it's a nice sunny day. Yes, 100 <laughs> percent. Um, so let's talk now about sustainability, because eco and green weddings are they're not really a niche trend anymore. This is something that really all couples should be thinking about when they're planning their wedding days. So how can couples personalize their wedding in an eco friendly way? There are lots of little things that you can do that kind of will build into the whole wedding day so things like you know actively looking to work with local suppliers is you know going to cut down on the transportation um, and the carbon footprint um, also encouraging our couples to look to maybe like upcycle things or borrow things from friends looking on you know listing sites or auction sites as well for perhaps things that you know early in the season maybe people have got married and they're now looking to get rid of the stuff and claw a bit of their their money back um kind of the same with the local suppliers really but you know working with local food and and drink people trying to get as much of that locally as well and I think, as I said to you before, we're so lucky, especially in the Surrey area, we have lots of vineyards and breweries and things like that on our mm. doorstep. Um, also trying to promote the use of, you know, not using single use plastic, biodegradable resources such as, you know, plates, cutlery, napkins, that kind of thing. Um, especially if you are looking to have an outdoor wedding, using hay bales is a really good way of creating some casual seating and you can kind of refine it a little bit by putting some blankets on whatever you want to do um, to kind of decorate that way and then afterwards you know look to perhaps donate those hay bales to a local horse charity or something mm. like that um, with you know generators obviously if you're outdoors in the middle of a field you're going to need to get your power somehow mm. so using generators that perhaps run off biofuel is another thing you can do um encourage your guests to car share or get the train in terms of you know your carbon footprint with transport mm. um digital stationery so which i think is kind of a bit of a, a love hate thing a lot of 
brides and grooms really still love that kind of, you know, the official wedding invite that gets sent out in the post that people have and they stick on their pin board and bring with them on the day. So many different options nowadays. Lots more people are sending out electronic or digital save the dates or creating a wedding website as well. Mm. You go online, the, you know, the information is live. You can keep updating it. Um, QR codes are great as well for being able to do that. Um, yeah, there are I think you can tie so many of these things into personal personalizing your day as well can't you like for a wedding website for example that might be quite a good place to actually brainstorm your ideas in terms of things like what you want your wedding to look like what kind of color scheme you want to go for what kind of fonts you want on your stationery things like that um it could be quite a good platform for your personalization and you're doing something that's eco-friendly yeah it's absolutely brilliant um other things you know that a lot of people do is um so, for example, one of our venues, uh, we've got, you know, mains water on site. So you're not having to bring in like loads of bottles of mineral water. You can, you know, set up a rehydration station, just keep refilling from there. But again, kind of upscaling it by putting some some cucumber and mint or maybe some citrus fruits in the water. So it looks visually appealing. It's going to keep your guests hydrated, which the weather we're having right now, you definitely need to think about. Mm. But of course, yeah, you're not using that single use plastic and it saves you a budget again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what about the actual coordination of the day and making sure that all of this wonderful personalization comes together as planned? What advice can you give for making that process as stress-free as possible? So this is quite a hot topic, uh, especially with our, within our office at the moment. We've we've um, we've had a flurry of weddings not held at our venues, that, but actually weddings that we have managed. Um, we call it kind of like a, a light touch wedding planning um, offering that we do. It's not full event management, which I think there's a bit of a misconception around having a wedding planner. I think a lot of people think that to have a wedding planner is going to cost you a lot of money. So one piece of advice I would definitely, definitely impart to anyone who's listening to this is if you are planning a wedding where you've done most of it yourself, all that time, money and energy that you've spent pulling it together, finding the right suppliers, all of that there is such a risk that that on the day it could be a tiny little thing that will cause you you know to feel upset or stressed so looking to perhaps have a coordinator there on the day is something i would really really urge couples to consider mm-hmm. i'll give you a couple of examples of things that potentially might go wrong obviously events are very much organic beasts and there's always going to be opportunity for things to not quite run to plan but it's having someone on the day that can be your eyes and ears and not bring that you know not bring the problem to you Mm. again you want to be able to sit back and relax and enjoy your wedding day but things like it's a really really hot day and a lot hotter than you would have imagined and you've gone through all the drinking water this is at a venue that perhaps doesn't have water on site. You've run out of drinking water, right? Who's going to organise getting that sorted? Or perhaps you've run out of ice or perhaps the toilet trailer um, has started overflowing or oh, there's goodness. no water there. All of these things, which are pretty, you know, not great to sort out, um, not particularly fun things, but these are very, very real risks of things that could go slightly awry in your day. Mm. Having someone that's that conduit between 
the bride and groom and the suppliers to take all that headache away is a hundred percent worth it and we're seeing more and more couples go down that route as well as I think the kind of the outdoor wedding um you know the popularity of outdoor weddings is getting bigger and bigger Mm, yeah I think that's very good advice you do not want to be stressed on your wedding day and trying to sort out toilets yourself you know somebody (laughs) who's take on that responsibility exactly um and I think one thing we we should really talk about because we're all about the ceremonies uh, outdoor ceremonies obviously um and that really is the starting point to your day is your wedding ceremony and nowadays there's so many ways that ceremonies can be personalized towards the couple um especially if you're working with a celebrant or perhaps you've got somebody that you know like a friend or family member conducting your wedding there's so many ways to make it personal and actually inject that the theme of your day if you like into the ceremony at the very beginning to kick things off what kind of fun kind of lovely personalization have you seen in ceremonies Oh, what have we seen? What have we seen? We did have a very, we did have a, um, what did we have recently? A very, it was like, well, it was um, something that happened a few weeks ago that it was included in the, in the ceremony, um, I guess, kind of like the comfort blanket of, 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 I think it was the bride from when she was a little girl and this was included in the ceremony. It was just a lovely, very funny, heartfelt moment um, and giving you a little insight to perhaps what she was like as a little girl. Um, Very, very amusing to have this kind of raggedy old blanket pulled out of this box. She, what is that? Um, and again, just then kind of that started the kind of you know the discussion around, you know, her being a little girl and then growing up and, you know, her father kind of walking her down the aisle and then mm. how she met her husband. It was just a really, really beautiful moment. Um, another thing that's super, super popular is having photographs of all different family members going right back to grandparents um, displayed somewhere near where the, cele- where the celebration is taking place. Um, so you can kind of see the family through the ages on their wedding day, I think is just gives you such an insight into their family upbringing. And it's just a really nice little personal touch. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And you can personalise every aspect really now, especially if you're working with a celebrant, you can make your vows to each other really personal. You can write your own vows. Um, There's all sorts of kind of rituals and symbolic things that you can include as well. So fasting is becoming very popular now. I was just about to say that we've seen that quite a few times already this season. Um, And the, the, yes, like the, yeah, the hands, the, like the tying the knot and things like that is really, is really beautiful as well. We're seeing much more of that kind of thing. Um, Mm. Again, writing your own vows, inviting family members, you know, sisters, brothers, whomever to come up and kind of, you know, read a piece. Perhaps it's something they've actually written themselves, which, you know, there's obviously the traditional readings that you see time and time again, people Mm. being asked to read but more and more people now are actually writing writing their own things which is again just really nice and really personal really personal yeah and it just sets the tone for the whole day doesn't it it does it does it's really lovely yeah well thank you ever so much some top tips we've got there for personalizing your blank canvas wedding and what are we talking about in the next episode we are talking about choosing the right suppliers for your blank canvas wedding so how you can make sure that you choose the best people to work with and how that will all come together on the big day so look forward to that and we'll see you next time
wonderful thanks Thanks so much Sophie take care thank you for listening today we hope you enjoyed this episode if you like what you hear please do subscribe to the OC podcast and stay tuned for lots more outdoor ceremony advice and inspiration